Hi, and welcome into our podcast, The Quacks, a podcast about longevity. This is the place where you can learn how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm glad you joined us today. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome into The Quacks. I'm Dr. Alan Miner in studio today with Dr. Patrick Flores. Hello, everybody. I, with all the love in the world, Dr. Pat, you're a resident nerd. Hands down, you're the <laughs> smartest of all of us by a lot. And that's why we bring you in for these technical shows. And this is a technical one on neurology. The entire theme today is neurology. And of course, Dr. Pat, your background is in biochemistry. Do you have an anatomy degree as well? Yeah. And an anatomy degree, along with your doctorate in chiropractic. And the reason we love talking about neurology, and I wanted to do a show on neurology, friends, is people tend to think of chiropractors as bone doctors or pain doctors. But what a chiropractor is doing when you get adjusted more than anything else is influencing the neurology of your body. And so we're going to talk about that in depth today. So I'm glad you're here with me. Dr. Pat, where do you want to start it off? Should we maybe start with the concept of proprioception? Is that maybe a good... We could start there. Let's just start even earlier. You know, um, with the nervous system, what the nervous system does. So we've always known as chiropractors that the chiropractic adjustment of joints can impact or directly impacts the central nervous system. But exactly how it does so has been, it's taken a while to really figure out and do studies or show or prove how it affects the central nervous system or stimulation of the brain. Um, what your nervous system does, of course, it receives and processes and also transmits information to and from the brain. So that's in order for us to adapt and evolve. And it does so through hundreds of different um, connections, which we call synapses in the nervous system. And also with over the use of a hundred different types of neurotransmitters, which are kind of proteins or chemical messengers in that nervous system that are affected by different things or different stimuli. So the adjustment itself, evidence now suggests that manipulation of joints activates um, your neurology and activates somatic neural receptors in your body to stimulate the brain. And I hate that word, friends, manipulate. Nobody likes to be manipulated. It's such a medical word. But we're pulling off the medical literature here, so appreciate that. It's why chiropractors use the word adjust, because I don't like to be manipulated. Uh, it's such a medical world, that word. But it is, when you adjust a person, uh, you're stimulating the nerve endings in the joint which are what help your brain spatially know where the joints are. That's called the proprioceptors. Absolutely. Yeah, the, that word manipulation is just a term. A lot of these studies were kind of devalued because they were done by chiropractors. You know what I mean? They're said to be biased, but now they're done by independent medical researchers. So this is big for us. That a lot of these studies are proving not by somebody that's biased by being a chiropractor, by being directly in chiropractic, but instead by just researchers trying to figure out what manipulation or what we call an adjustment does to the brain. So evidence does suggest that the adjustment, when you're activating neural receptors, when you're um, inducing CNS plasticity, these are a lot of big words. I'm going to explain a little bit more in layman terms here. And you're directly influencing activity in the cortices of the brain, the big um, functioning functional parts of the brain. You're influencing um, sensor motor integration and also central pain modulation. So what does all this mean? So the nervous system is capable of constantly changing shape and function. And that's why you have to constantly stimulate the nervous system um, through different means. But neuroplasticity is where this is all coming together. 
And that term, it just means that it's a neuron. A neuron's a cell of the nervous system. It's that cell's capability to change short-term or long-term um, genetic expression in response to stimuli. So basically, when a pathway in the nervous system is fired through an adjustment, it's probably one of the biggest, most obvious ways to fire a pathway. Um, when it's fired repetitively, that presynaptic pathway um, to the nervous system, so those connections that get it all the way up to the brain, will develop more more synapses, basically. They develop more connections. They develop more cell numbers as well as a result of repetitive firing of those. So let's put it in layman's terms, friends. Think of the circuit breaker in your house. The lights go out in the kitchen. You go to the main control box. That's like the brain. The nerves, the central nervous system, the nerves are what connect the, the box in the garage to the lights in the kitchen that went out. So if something's working and the lights are flickering, we got to figure out where is that coming from? Is that coming from the light because it's about to burn out? Is it, did something happen to the wire between the light and the box back in the garage? And so oftentimes what happens is the problem's at the source. It's at the circuit breaker. And oftentimes in your house, a circuit breaker will trip to save the whole system. It'll preserve itself. And your brain is very similar. And so what a chiropractic adjustment does, the power's in the panel, friends. It's like going in there and finding the, the breaker that got flipped and flipping it back on. By adjusting and moving the spine, we stimulate the, the proprioceptors and it, they start firing off back to the brain. And now the brain can start reintegrating that joint. It starts, it, it, what Dr. Powell was just saying, those synapses, those connections begin to get reconnected and the brain begins lighting up in that area and using those joints again and moving them properly and dialing down the pain fibers that have been firing off. So it's a really simple way of thinking what these adjustments are doing are very similar uh, to the mechanics of how your house is wired and flipping those panel and those circuit breakers. What do you think? Is that a good one? Absolutely. That's a great way to put it in just like a real life way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, when we're talking again about plasticity, it's that repetitive firing of those nerves. You have to constantly excite those nerves to get normal function up to the brain and feedback from the brain to the body. So whenever you are developing those synapses, it results in increased firing and activation to these neurons, to these nerve cells. And with that increased firing, it increases the probability of um, excitation through those channels and pathways. So when you activate a neuron, it results, of course, in excitation. And that repetitive excitatory activation of those cell networks and those synapses will strengthen those connections over time. So it's repetition is what really heals or really um, affects this. So this is why you hear chiropractors say so much, friends. Movement is life. Motion's life. This is the reason we see kids who get to have PE and play more learn better while in school. Our bodies are meant to move. It's why employees that are able to stand at their desks or walk around regularly learn better or more productive in the job. Movement of the nervous system is what drives the nervous system. So think of it like, you ever seen those big power wind generators out there? They have those farms when you're driving across Arizona and Nevada. It's movement of the wind moving those propellers that generates 
electricity that generates how it functions. Well, your body's the same way, friends. I want you to think of moving around during the day. It's what keeps your neurology firing, and it's what allows your body to function the way that it's supposed to. And, and so when Dr. Pat's talking about plasticity and repetitive motion, and that's the problem with the human spine, is it can get stuck. And when the spine is stuck or subluxated, now you're not getting that proper pathway firing to the brain. And over time, that causes a, a downgrade in how your brain's actually functioning. And the genius of the adjustment is it comes in, we stimulate those pathway, pathways, we move them, and we help the brain fire better. Absolutely. The way to put it again, Helen. Um, and like we're talking about, it's just that repetitive excitatory activation. You excite these nerve cells, they form better connections, and it just it really fine-tunes that activity of your central nervous system. Um, but other end of the spectrum, also if you're inhibiting activation of those networks, it does the same thing. If you think of muscles, you have to constantly be moving muscles for them to stay healthy. If you don't move your muscles, what happens? They start losing their tone, they start losing a lot of their normal functions. Same thing with nerve cells. So you can weaken those connections as well, which is called long-term depression. So activation or repetitive activation is called long-term um, potential. So this balance between long-term potential and long-term depression is what allows that nervous system to really function as efficiently as possible. Amen, brother. And to even take it for those, you know, we have a lot of doctors listening. Here's the pathways. Spinal motion of the joint and adjustment or manipulation <laughs> of the joint stimulates proprioceptors in the spinal cord. They fire up to the cerebellum, friends, one-fifth of all the neurons of your brain, I'm sorry, half of all the neurons of your brain go through the cerebellum, which is only one-fifth of the mass of your brain. So the cerebellum is like this, you know, super bridge that everything from the spine routes through, or a lot of things do. From there then, it's off and running into the thalamus, the vestibular nucleus, over to where muscle tone's controlled. We also then through the vestibular nucleus see the dorsal motor, uh, nucleus, the vagus nerves, the nucleus tractus solitarius, that's how we innervate and have an effect on the heart, the lungs, the GI tract, the liver, immunity. Also, when we stimulate the cerebellum through the thalamus, we light up that cerebral cortex, which fires into the hypothalamus, which goes down to the locus cerebellus, the pituitary gland, stress hormones, friends. How is a chiropractor influencing hormones, menopause, through that pathway? There's another pathway through the cerebral cortex up to the hypothalamus, up into the paraventricular nucleus and the periaqueductal gray. That's how we get into things, chiropractic influencing anxiety. That can also has a pathway to the pineal gland, sleep troubles. I want you guys to understand how complicated your brain is, but the source into it, friends, is through the adjustment it's through the adjustment, through firing the sympathetic chain ganglion into the muscle spindle fibers through the discs that affects even things like the blood pressure, um, muscle spasms, joint pain. And here's what Pat was just talking about being sedentary. When you're not moving, you're not stimulating all those pathways to the brain, you're stimulating them into the stress axis of your body called, called the adrenal medulla, which sends short circuits into the amygdala, and goes over to the hypothalamic pituitary axis, we see things like anxiety, depression, accelerated aging, ADHD, type two diabetes, obesity, trouble sleeping, and high cholesterol. You see friends, 
When a joint doesn't move, it doesn't stimulate the pathways healthy to the brain, so it reroutes itself to the stress pathways. This again, if you go back and listen to our show on tech and chiropractic, is why we rely so heavily on the, on the, on the tests that we do in our offices, measuring how the spine's moving, measuring inflammation, measuring brain function with heart rate variability. I want you to jump into some more of that pathway stuff, Dr. Pat. I know we're going deep, friends, but we warned you up front. That's the part of the show. There's a lot of you out there that understand this. And we want to take the mysticism out of chiropractic. We want you to understand this is just neurology 101 that we're influencing when we adjust you. But this is why the adjustment is so important for you maintaining your health and not waiting until you have pain. Your brain is functioning all the time. And so stimulating these joints, keeping proper movement in these joints is what keeps a brain healthy, in particular a child's brain that's developing, I can think of nothing more important than regular adjustments. Absolutely. And again, this show is just to kind of prove why we know as chiropractors the adjustment is so powerful, but we want our patients to know that. It affects more than just pain, you know what I mean? This is affecting your brain function, affecting so many of these things that we require to function really well in other ways. So let's get into a little bit more about what it starts with with adjustment. So at the spinal level, when we are adjusting, we're influencing the somatosensory afferentation. So these are these um, sensory kind of signals that you send from your spine through these uh, muscle spindles, through Golgi tendon organs, through joint mechanoreceptors, up through these tracts of your spinal column or through your spinal cord up to the brain. And again, you said the middleman in all this is the cerebellum. So a lot of these tracts, um, the dorsal column, the spinal cerebellar pathways, the spinal thalamic pathways, these all converge at the cerebellum, of course. And of course, the major input to the cerebellum is from those somatic receptors, joint mechanoreceptors, which are heavily influenced by the chiropractic adjustment. So stimulation of these receptors can produce, or has been proven to produce genetic responses in neurons, in those nerve cells in the dorsal column and in the spinal cerebellar pathways, and also genetic responses in neurons within the spinal thalamic pathways. Um, so chiropractic adjustments have been performed during PET or PET scans, and have proven to affect the inferior prefrontal cortex, like Alan was talking about earlier. And this is all through that cerebellum, the middleman of this whole process. So again, let's take a breath. Friends, neocortex, prefrontal cortex. That's where you're human, my friends. Love, logic, fun, reasoning, deciding to let that guy who just flipped you off on the freeway go and not get all freaked out and chase him down. That's your frontal cortex at work. It's what makes us better. It's where all the genius in the human race resides. All the great breakthroughs come from people in the front cortex of their body doing what it's supposed to do. The flip of that is the stress, which is the back part. But uh, it's that front cortex, friends. The longer you're living in that part of your brain, you are chill. You're relaxed. You know, you're, you're able to sit down and stay calm and solve problems and work through things. When you feel the tightness in your chest and the heart rate going up and your blood pressure going and elevating, that's fight or flight, that's stress response. That's that adrenal medulla and that amygdala kicking in and your body's in fight or flight mode. And what we would contend is more than ever now, you need a mechanism in your life to help keep that front cortex firing and that's what the chiropractic adjustment does. And because stress is so high with family stress, work stress, financial stress, chill out child stress, let alone what phones do that are hardwired 
to keep us out of the front cortex. They want to keep us in our, our reptilian brain, that addictive part of our brain just releasing dopamine. Friends, the chiropractic adjustment is your secret weapon to lighting up your brain to living the best possible life you can to achieving your highest levels in your job. It's not going to happen if you're not in your frontal cortex, friends. Yeah, well put again, Alan, and it's it's all these pathways that are affected or influenced by what we do as chiropractors. You start with the chiropractic adjustment at the spinal level. It influences the way that these messages are sent up to the brain and or to that middleman, that cerebellum, and then thus from the cerebellum to bigger functioning areas of the brain itself. Um, when it gets to the cerebellum, that again is just kind of like the coordinator or the conductor, really, of your brain or your brain activity or your um, nervous system activity. Um, when it gets to the cerebellum, of course, there's three parts of the cerebellum. There's your vestibular cerebellum, the spinal cerebellum, like we talked about earlier, and also the cerebral cerebellum. So these sensory, the sensory input from your somatic and visceral receptors of the body, they also the vestibular apparatus, the retina of your eye, and then also your cochlea of your ear, these all converge in the cerebellum, which is then responsible for conducting that information, for comparing and contrasting all of the different sensory information and computing it to... Um, to the organism's head and body in space and to all these other functions that the cerebellum is in charge of. You know, Dr. Pat, I never, we've never done this, but we need to. Maybe putting on a podcast will make it. I had a friend and he would always have those Snell and I charts. You know, when you read the lines and you see how low you can go and what your reading is, are you 20, 20, 20, 30 vision? He would have his patients, he had a Snell and I chart in his office by his tables, and he'd always have people stand and read to their lowest line. He'd lie them down on the table, adjust them, have them stand up, and they can always read one or two lines further down after the adjustment. You just explain the neurological pathway of why that happens because all of those neurons from your vision, from your retina, they all come together back there in the cerebellum. And when we adjust the spine, we're influencing the cerebellum, so we're reversing into that. And I've, we need to get those cell and eye charts up. It's fun. Absolutely. And yeah, the subluxation, we always talk to our patients about that. We want them to really understand what a subluxation is and what that does to your body. I know we've done a podcast to you about more specific specificity about the subluxation itself. But whenever you're not getting these signals up to the cerebellum in the first place, you're not going to be able to transmit anything to these other higher functioning parts of your brain, which thus puts you in a kind of fight or flight or a very negative response. Um, so at the cerebellum, it's involved with your motor system or coordinating your movement. That's what it's classically known for, just working with balance and coordination, of course. But it's also, it plays an important role in integration of cognition, um, in learning, in memory, in emotional behavior, in pain inhibition, and in your autonomic, visceral, and immune responses. So it has a lot more functions through those three parts, the vestibular cerebellum, the spinal cerebellum, and the cerebral cerebellum, and where that input into the cerebellum is thus processed and sent to. So again, the major input to your cerebellum is from somatic receptors, from joint mechanoreceptors, from muscle spindles, and Golgi tendon organs. And those are really what are affected most through the chiropractic adjustment. And the output, of course, once you get that information up to the cerebellum, the major output are to areas such as motor, um, supplementary motor, posterior parietal, superior temporal, the prefrontal cortex, of course, the cingulate gyrus, and then also the parahippocampal cortices of the brain. The connection between the cerebellum and your hypothalamus, of course, too, like you talked about earlier, that really offers an explanation on how the cerebellum plays a role in modulating non-motor functions. 
So a lot of other visceral functions, organ functions, those types of things. Which again, we have so many of you listening that came to us because of hot flashes or uh, reflux or your hormone balance was off or you gained weight or for infertility or for memory problems or for childhood behavioral problems. Over the years, we've taken care of so many kids diagnosed with attention deficit disorder issues. Ritalin freaks me out because it just, it's cocaine and it numbs the brain, friends. I mean, it's crazy to me a child can't serve in our U.S. military if they took Ritalin. That's powerful stuff. And what we know is it's movement and motion that helps stimulate that part of the brain, which is the answer for children that are suffering from attention deficit type problems, somatosensory issues. That's even when we get into that autism spectrum scope of stuff. It's why your chiropractor friends is your most important doctor because we're the ones that deal with the most important system in your brain, which is which your most important system, which is your brain, which is what runs everything in your body. Pat, give us one more dose and then we're going to have to wrap it up. Okay. Um, I really want to talk about the prefrontal cortex because that's where the money's at. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we're affecting your neurology and getting these signals to the cerebellum, the most important area that it affects is your prefrontal cortex. And research has shown that the prefrontal cortex activity can change by as much as 20% just by adjusting the spine. So you're removing that subluxation, removing that stressful factor in the spine, and it's allowing these messages to reach that prefrontal cortex. And this is measured through cortical excitability using um, transcranial magnetic stimulation, which are magnetic fields that they're able to grade. Um, prefrontal cortex is where your cognition and higher learning come from. Um, it's, again, the conductor of the brain, the prefrontal cortex. It's where memory and attention come from, where intelligence is. It's processing of pain and emotional response to pain. It's where autonomic activity or function comes from, where motor control, eye movement, spatial awareness, all these different types of things. Affecting your prefrontal cortex results in so many different things that have been measured. We've seen that it results in improvements in sensor motor function. So this is relevant to fall prevention of course. Um, it helps with improvements in better joint position sense in the upper and lower limbs, improve muscle strength in your lower limb muscles, better pelvic floor control, also better ability to carry out mental rotation of objects. So that's a lot of uh, spatial awareness type things. And then these types of effects also explain why patients, after they get adjusted, why they say they feel better, or able to focus better, or as or also with athletes, how they notice improvements in their movement and coordination. This is big. This is a big deal for us because we can influence all this through the chiropractic adjustment. So friends, we've heard for years when people get adjusted, what do they most commonly state? I just feel better when I get adjusted. Why? Now you have some understanding. It's because your prefrontal cortex is lit up and your body's working better. It's also why every single professional athlete team uses chiropractic today. Not as a physical therapist dealing with injury, but because they're trying to help these athletes maximize function and performance, and nothing impacts the brain like the power of the chiropractic adjustment. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I want to steer everybody. Now that I want to tie you back to one of our other podcasts on the ketogenic diet, ketosis, ketone bodies are rocket fuel, are the ideal fuel source for your brain, friends. So now that you've heard all this in-depth knowledge about how your brain works and the pathways between your body and your brain. Now I want you to go fuel up your brain with healthy fuel by kicking yourself into ketosis. So go check out that show. It's on our podcast, The Ketogenic Diet. And Dr. Pat, as always, we love your genius in your mind. And thank you for taking something that 
obviously uh, folks study for 12 years of their life to become experts in and giving us a primer, pretty in-depth, but a one-on-one course, just so hopefully all of our practice members and all of our listeners have a deep appreciation for how much is going on. It's not just, hey, crack my neck, doc. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot more impacted from when that adjustment happened. So thank you, Dr. Pratt. Thank you for having me, Alan. Thank you for joining us today on The Quacks, the podcast about longevity. Be sure to tune into our next show. Have an amazing, healthy, blessed, abundant week. <laughs>